Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. No, but I don't think they face nobody like us yet this year either. So it's really matchup against matchup. Uh, you know, I don't think, you know, across the board, you know, I don't, like people always talk about what they face and what about what they face, and they thinking how, how we going to stop them. And I think we're pretty hard to stop ourselves. So that's what we got to focus on, not beat ourselves. I don't look at football like it's literally everything. It's do or die or anything like that. Um, it's a game, and it's, it's, uh, it's my job for sure, and I take it very seriously. But at the end of the day, I know that I'm not defined by, you know, the wins or losses um, as a person. Like, that's not who I am. I'm not uh, a quarterback. I wasn't born to just to be a quarterback and play football, and that's it. Like, I have a life and, and everything like that, and I, I remember that. Um, but at the same time, man, I'm, I'm a competitor. I love to compete. I want to win at all costs, and... Um, so I've been enjoying that as well. So um, that's where I'm at. That's how I stay grounded with it all. But um, definitely thankful and blessed to be here for sure. Aren't we all, Brock Purdy? Aren't we all? We are all thankful and blessed to be here. Hey, um, Michael, before we get into my quarterback of my NFC team, Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm sure you want to play some kind of wager because that's just the type of degenerate that you are. Probably want to play some type of wager on this game. Um, Don't be so I want to give you props. I want to give you no. I, I want to give you props because it's like, you know, we both we're kindred spirits. That's why we're best friends. We're you know we're nerdy. We find the, the pleasure in, in, in details and and I don't know you know the handful of people that that watch this show. I don't know how much they pay attention to the inner workings of the show. If you're watching now live on Peacock, if you're listening on SiriusXM, you can't see it. If you follow us at Holly and Smith, you see the feeds, so you see the topics that we're going to talk about. I don't know if they read the feeds and appreciate the effort that goes into <laughs> these feeds. Like we usually try to have a theme, each of us. Sometimes we play off of each other. We're just really it's, right. it, we're writers. We're writers. I can always tell when you have been listening to our favorite writer, Mr. Tariq Trotter, oh, aka yeah. Black Thought. Because your feed oh my today, God. my friend, is a work of art. <laughs> it is a work of art. Oh, my okay. God. The dude and, Just, and, and, and Mike, uh, first of all, thank you. But, you know, the, the thanks goes to uh, Tariq, uh, a.k.a. Black Thought, because there's so much to choose from. I had to, you know, There's so much on the cutting room floor. There was so much to choose from. For example, I wanted to say that Brock Purdy is going to be under pressure like a diamond mine, which is which he has from uh, sounds of confusion off streams of thought. I think it's volume two. Anyway, man, black thought is He's the greatest man. He's uh, like, the greatest. Just stop, the greatest. stop y'all. I, I know we're going to talk about top listen, 10 quarterbacks I, later. We're going to talk I, about top 10 later like, and top fives. Yeah, yeah. It, don't, don't even put him in there. He's a it, it's a different category. It's one of one. Leave him out of your mundane conversations. He's I on another been, level. Listen, I like to say I'm so far ahead until I appear to be lost. It's be, he says it better. 
so ahead of it, so far ahead of his time, he's counterclockwise. It's like, I come I, on. Black Thought, <laughs> I've been saying that Black Thought's the GOAT for years. Then he had the Hot 97 freestyle. And so people started kind of coming around and realizing that. Now right. it's like he's, he's finding his way into GOAT conversations. Friend of the show, y'all surprised me. Probably my favorite moment in the show's history when y'all surprised me having him on the show. But it's like, oh, yeah. he's, the, he's, he's the greatest. There's no discussion. Keep everybody else. He's the greatest to ever do it. He's the greatest to ever bless the microphone. Hey. Guys, just genius. And that doesn't even begin to describe right. me. He is the prince of rap music. Let's put it down. Or if you prefer, well, the Stevie Wonder of hip hop. If you prefer. I, I would say so. Definitely. I'll give it to him. And, uh, you know, back, I think I told you this story before when I was uh, applying for an internship way back in the day. It was an internship, this thing called a newspaper. And in a newspaper, uh, there is a, you know, they call it a broadsheet. I know you kids don't understand it, but back in the day, uh, applying for an internship at the Cleveland Plain Dealer, they had a section. They said, please put down your favorite writers. And of course, I put down some of the usuals. I put down. Right. You know, Tony Morrison and James Baldwin. James Baldwin. But yeah. Back in the day, I put down William Griffin, also known mm. as Rakim, and I, I put a Q-tip on there too. Hey, at that point, at that point, I hadn't heard of Tariq Trotter. But you best believe, if I talk yeah. about my favorite writers now, he really is. He's one of my favorite writers, he's one a, of my he's favorite a writer, observers. He's a poet. He's an educator. Yeah, he's everything. Yeah. Amazing. Most rewindable bars in history. All right. Um, there are your flowers for today, Black Thought. Shout out so, to the Roots. So, right, so shout, uh, flowers, what, what's the opposite of getting flowers? Yeah, yeah, right, so, we give our flowers to Black Thought. Coal in your stock. What can I give? I don't know. What can I give? To young Brock Purdy, it's not personal. I heard him there. Now he's defined by more than playing quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm glad. I'm glad because he's going to have some time next week to think about the other aspects of his life outside of football. He will not be participating. <laughs> right? Hey, he ain't going to be playing. Maybe he can listen. He can listen to some bars uh, from Black Thought and the Roots because he's not going to be playing in the NFC Championship game. The Dallas Cowboys will and. And look, maybe I went a little too far, Mike. I'll say this. I got, you know, I got caught oh. up. I got caught up Shocker. in arguing with you Shocker. and saying oh, it's going to be a blowout. And, you yeah. know, oh, they're going to they stop on them. It's not going to be close. It may be close. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. It may be a, Thank you. It may be a close. It may be a close game. But why, ultimately. Why are, you so confident, why are you so confident in the Cowboys? I'm going to call it candlestick just for alliteration purposes. Why are you so confident Ooh. in the Cowboys and Candlestick? I mean, like, you just, know why? Why? Like, you know what Brock this Purdy? is? This do is you, a repeat. Do you think Brock we'll Purdy talk about is, it, later. It, ain't the, it ain't the Niners defense. Yeah, it is Brock. It ain't their skill position, guys. It's Brock Purdy? Okay. okay or is it look. the guy you once thought was simply a product of nepotism, one Kyle Shanahan? I ain't forgot about that take. Like, what, like, what, what, like oh, which, that changed? Hey, look, hey, we all, we all oh, had sure, context oh, to the business. Oh yeah, well, nepotism we is, well, is we didn't throughout the it definitely well, helped. That's true. It definitely it definitely helped. But I mean I, I would think, you know, he's proven his chops as a, as an offensive wizard wizard. Uh so is Brock Purdy. Do you just think Brock Purdy is the weakest link here I think Bro that the Cowboys are I gonna do. expose him? I do. Oh, yes, on. yes, yes, tell me, yes. Tell me that, tell me you're not watching 49ers games without telling me you're not watching 49ers games. I'm watching 49ers games. Shows that he's gonna be exposed. I'm watching I'm watching 49ers games. He's doing a nice job. Nice job against the uh, Seattle Seahawks who were just fortunate to get into the playoffs, but uh, good for him. 
Uh, that guy is wide open. Uh, Brandon, I wide open. He's doing some nice things. You know, he had what 330 yards uh, in the wild card round. Just, just say what you want to say. Just say, that's, just say what you want to say. That's cute. <laughs> hey, but you know what I think it is, Mike? I'll tell you this. In all seriousness, when I look at these two teams, I think Dallas has the edge in some categories that, for some reason, people aren't Example. talking about. All right, so, so quarterback. They've got the edge. They've got the edge at quarterback. I think they have a better quarterback than the 49ers. And maybe it's okay, a seismic sure. edge. Or maybe it's slight, but they are have they an edge arm, quarterback. Are, are they arm wrestling? Are they arm wrestling? I think. Are they thumb wrestling? I think they have. Are they going one on one? I think they have. Now I'm gonna go edge. cliche with you. I, now I'm gonna go. Okay, now, go I'm, ahead, now I'm gonna talk ahead. like them. Now I'm gonna talk like them. All right. Like, oh, okay. I, I didn't know the quarterbacks played against each other. I'm sorry, I missed right. that part. I'm they just, have I'm an edge. Go ahead. What else they got an edge? They have an edge at the head coaching spot. They have an edge at the head coaching spot. Mike McCarthy you know has won big games. Mike McCarthy has one and you know, I'm on Mike McCarthy. I, I'm staying with <laughs> yeah, this. You are. Yeah, I, you are. I, Mike, but I appreciate when we talk about the same. I appreciate and even the San Francisco defense, which is the number one defense in the NFL. Got it. You cannot win games in 2022 slash 23. You're not going to win games all the way through by shutting people down defensively. What the what the uh, what the New York Giants once did back in the day. What the Baltimore Ravens did, what the Chicago Bears did. Oh, dare no, I man. say that will never happen. This that will never happen again. Tough. Well, it may not That's be on never that happen again. This, this may yeah. not be 02 right? Buccaneers or 2000 what, Ravens what or 80, 86 Giants. What did 85 Bears, Bears do? What did they do? Like they gave three up points like in the playoffs or something? Three, seven, three or something like that. They gave up. It was they gave up it was like, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like they gave up 10 points in New England in but the Super Bowl, and that was the most. This defense is tough. I mean, they can win. It's not just defense, Michael. Again, I'll say this for the people who may have missed the show the other day. All right, it's not just about defense. It's about how physically tough and how like the Niners are a bunch of bullies. Like they're okay. they're bullies. Whether it's the left tackle, yep. whether it's the wide receivers, whether it's the tight end, whether it's the and tell that back. story. Because tell well, that great yeah, story you so told the other day. Because I, I have, I'm going to throw an addendum on that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, the Cowboys. Like a lot of people felt like. Oh, they're chasing the Philadelphia Eagles. When I when I went and visited the Cowboys this year, all they talked about around that facility was like, yeah, we didn't worry about the Eagles. I mean, with all due respect, we could we could beat the Eagles. We could play with the Eagles. Last year, the Niners came into AT&T Stadium and grinded their feet in Eddie Murphy's couch. Okay, <laughs> they, they like they, that's that's what they did in the Cowboys. Eddie can get another they came one. out. Who was it? Eddie like, can get another one. Yo Gotti, young Gotti, like you know, young boy never broke again. One of them, I don't know who it was that came out yeah. to the boombox. And they beat him up at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. So the Cowboys' entire mentality this year, their entire focus has been trying to be more to be tougher, deeper, more resilient, more physical. All the things that they need, they think they need to match up with and meet force with force when it comes to San Francisco. And while the Cowboys, listen, man, they're a good team. I'm not taking anything away from them. The 49ers are the class of the NFL once again. What's old is new again. Wow. The more things change, the more they stay Class the of the, the NFL. They are the class of the NFL. Of the if they get a rematch league. with the Chiefs, if they get a rematch with the Chiefs, they will finish the job. If they see my Bengals in the Super Bowl, it will be 3-0 against Cincinnati in the Super Bowl for San Francisco. How about when they see Philly? How about, how about when they go to Philly? Has homeboy gone on the road yet? 
Has he gone on? Bill oh, Seattle. Sorry, sorry, Seattle. If they, yeah. if they play Seattle. Philadelphia, I'll get to. He them went in a to second. Seattle. If they play them. Philadelphia, but, but I'll get to. I'll get to Eagles. Has Young Giants Rock in a second? And and last Young but not Rock least, ain't been on the road. Last but not least, you know they'll never miss a field goal. So that that's that's where I'm right. at with the NFC. Well, but I, but here's my addendum, and it's a great you know, San well, that, Francisco, that NFC, like yeah. Dallas. That, divi- that division. That Dallas, San Francisco story. I love that story, and, and it's it's. It's insightful because it lets you understand the psyche of the Cowboys. But all that being said, the Cowboys didn't never struggle with the physicality of San Francisco. The reason they are they they're, they're licking they their wounds. Okay, last year. Yeah, but you know what? It really came yeah, out. Last what year. are we? Well, what are we talking about? What are we talking about last year? What were we talking about oh, after? Clock How could they not know? How could they not right. know you can't do that? You can't run that play. Right. And the people were going right. at Mike McCarthy and Dak. Yeah. Was it Dak's yeah. fault? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they were physical in that game, and, and it was great. But that was a mental. Those were the mental errors of the Cowboys that we wound up talking about. And I think that the Cowboys have everything that San Francisco does. They have If, San, if you say San Francisco has it, Dallas has it too. Dallas has playmakers on defense. Dallas has playmakers on offense. Dallas has a creative offensive scheme from the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Both of them give them both credit. Uh, they got playmakers all over. So, you know, I think it's it's gone a little too far with the the San Francisco love has gone too far and is ignored and and not what I said and not what some uh, Cowboys hater said. Or what some NFC West hater said. No, Cal Shanahan told us. Shanahan, you told us, and John Lynch, you told the world, you told Football America that all your playmakers and an average quarterback was not enough for you. So you mean to tell me you think Brock Purdy's better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Because Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't enough for them. Oh, Jimmy, you can't I, win a big game with Jimmy. You can't, oh, they, Jimmy, listen. damn, Jimmy. You couldn't win a big game with him, <laughs> I, right? <laughs> I can hear Jimmy, no, but. <laughs> You you listening, but you ain't hear me. You, you, you can you can you listen, okay. but you can't hear him. No, but here's the thing. They're not listen. If if they knew what Brock Purdy was, they wouldn't have waited until the last pick to take him. No more so than if the Patriots knew what Tom Brady was going to be, they wouldn't have taken him 199. There's my requisite Brady reference in the in the in the conversation around around uh, Brock Purdy. So no, they didn't they didn't know that Brock Purdy was all of this, but along the way he showed them, and all he's continued to do is show and prove. Let me just say this real quick, Mike. Um, we got we got some company waiting. Hold on, Gary. Let me Ooh, give you a proper it. introduction. I love it. Last time, last time we, um, I was on the show. Well, I mean, last time I was on the show, it's kind of technical. Man, what was that? Show with you? Is that twenty yeah, two or twenty one? Sounds weird. Last time I was home. No, let, I think it was Tuesday. Um, Rita Hubbard, <laughs> aka uh, the NFL chick, um, was on the show talking specifically about Baltimore Ravens and the Lamar Jackson situation which we'll also touch on with her today. But we did not uh, give her the room to show her broader NFL knowledge. Not that she needs to show anybody anything, uh, but she yeah. wanted to talk about Niners Cowboys. She wanted to get off some takes on that matchup. And so she's standing by. All right, let's let's uh, let's bring in Rita and go ahead and hear from her because she's been holding on to these this commentary for yeah, she for ready all week. Really been ready to, put she's ready to cook. Check. When it comes she ready to, to cook. Cowboys, Rita, you Go heard ahead, Rita. Say you've heard us droning and rambling on. What do you have to say about this Niners Cowboys matchup? Happy, happy Divisional Happy Friday weekend. to you too. 
Um, so let me get this right. Holly, you believe that the Cowboys are the dominant team this weekend? Yes, the the, the winning team, the winning team. Okay, I'm trying I, to I'm trying to back I'm trying to back away a little bit, Rita. I'm trying to have it both <laughs> ways. So just like so, just just understand just understand how I'm talking out of uh, all sides of my mouth. Look, the Cowboys looked really good last week, and I'm not going to take that away from them. Um, and so I, I, I get it. They do have weapons. I just have a problem with trusting Dak uh, in the playoffs against a better defense in the San Francisco 49ers. And also, you know, they've been the more consistent team, San Francisco. Dallas hasn't. And I think that that's why you have more people that – feel like San Francisco can be it. I mean, obviously, from a quarterback perspective, Brock Purdy isn't better than Dak Prescott, but, but is he? Or is it just good coaching and good and good players around him? Because, I mean, I think Christian McCaffrey really changed the nature of what this offense can do once you trade it. So, I mean, I think this is going to be a very close game. I don't feel like it's going to be a blowout by any means. Um, I'm just – I have a hard time trusting Dak, man. That's my Ooh. biggest issue. So, I didn't well, see I that coming. That's, not, that's, not, that's deep. That's yeah, what's, what's up with that? Yeah, that's I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Come on, Rita. What's your issue with Come that? What, what, what's this? Now, y'all act like don't see. Don't don't say you ain't see what I've been seeing. You know, he's been he throws picks at some weird times, and so you know, I, again, I'm not taking away what they did last week because it, this is the NFL. Everybody, you know, can play at any moment. I'm just not, I've never been impressed with Tampa Bay. Um, that division is trash anyway. I mean, they won it with eight and nine record. Um, the offensive line, I could probably play left tackle better than what they had going on. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, obviously they were going to play very well because of what they were dealing with in Tampa Bay. Yeah, this is a but wait, is that fair? But wait a second. Hold on, Rita. I don't know that that's fair, and maybe I'm projecting. And also, too, I've been trying to atone all season for writing off the Cowboys after that week one loss to Tampa when they lost Dak Prescott for what looked like it was going to be an extended period. It was not, of course, and Cooper Rush held it down in his absence. If the Cowboys had gone into Tampa and shit the bed, me, you, and everybody else would have been saying, see, told you so. So we can't have it both yeah. ways where they go out not, there. I would not have. I felt like you would not have said same old cowboys or or, or, or like who did you have going oh, into it was that ready. Game? Did you think it Dallas was, was going to win that I mean, game? Given how little you trust that, were there. did you did you think Dallas was gonna beat Tampa, especially the yeah. way that it did? Absolutely. Okay. Well, like I said, we picked Maybe I'm projecting. So yeah, we, we picked them to win. Okay, well maybe I'm projecting, but there were more people than just me who thought that the Cowboys were ripe for an upset on the road against the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. And for and so I can't sit up here and say, well, that's what they were supposed to do. Give them a cookie. You're supposed to take care of your kids. You ain't supposed to go to jail. I can't say that about <laughs> Dallas when I was the same one saying that well, Tampa was gonna win. Let me ask you this, Rita. I, I want you. I, I like what you're saying here. I like it. Even even though you know we don't agree, I, I, I like I like your flow here. So uh, they'll keep this going and answer and, and answer this question along the way. Okay. You said you don't trust Dak. You don't trust Dak. I get it. Tell me who you trust. Who do you trust? Who's most trustworthy on the San Francisco 49ers? The most trustworthy person for them. It might be a coach. Might be like who? Who is it? I was going to say Kyle Shannon at the moment. He's found a way to scheme up guys and, and get 
um, some confidence rolling with Brock Purdy because I feel like week after week we start to see more confidence from him in playing. And it really felt like that watching the Seahawks game as well, particularly in the second half. So I, I really credit Kyle Shanahan, man, for just finding a way to get this guy comfortable in the offense. And then also he has great, great weapons, right, That that's going to help him. And I think that that's the biggest part as well. So, I mean, I don't know if he's like the next Tom Brady here, you know, in terms of the storyline because he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, but it feels like he's trying to ride that same type of ride. Um, and then he's in a perfect situation to do so if, if that's going to be the case. Okay. Hey, um, let's, let's park this, take a break, um, we heard from your GM and coach yesterday, uh, Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh, respectively, with regard to your quarterback, still your quarterback of your Baltimore Ravens, Rita, Lamar Jackson. We'll get into that and, uh, and the rest of these playoffs with you on the other side. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially step up like a boss and save the day or see what life's like under the tree of life did you if you could would you when we come through it's true magic because we came to play bring the magic at walt disney world resort the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 100%, you know, 200%. There's no question about it. Uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson is our quarterback. I mean, he's been our quarterback. Everything we've done in terms of building our offense and building our team, uh, how we think in terms of put people and put people around him is based on this incredible young man and his talent, his ability, and his competitiveness. You know, he, he and I were talking today, too. And, and one of the things about Lamar that, to me, stands out, he's an incredible competitor. I mean, Lamar Jackson, all he wants to do is win at everything he does, you know. Yeah, he's got a lot of talent. He's a very bright guy. He's got a big heart, but he's just a massive competitor. And that's the kind of guys we want to build this team around, guys that love football and guys that love to compete. So uh, that hasn't changed. It'll never change. We, you know, we, we, I've, I've loved Lamar. Eric loves Lamar. And uh, it's not going to change in the future. So, you know, I don't know anything about the details of the whole thing, but I know one thing. I'm like all the fans out there and everybody else. You know, I'll have my fingers crossed and my toes crossed, and I'll be saying prayers. And I'm, I have every faith that it's going to get done. And, and, uh, and we've got the best people in the world doing it. I mean, Eric DaCosta is nobody better. And, and, and Eric wants him here. I want him here. Steve wants him here. And Lamar wants to be here. So uh, 
it's going to work out. Well, it certainly takes two to tango, but uh, I think Lamar and I have a great relationship. I think we communicate uh, quite often. Uh, we spent some time together today, as a matter of fact. Uh, we've spoken throughout the season multiple times. And, you know, these negotiations, Jamison, they all happen differently. Are you willing to entertain trade offers about Lamar Jackson? You know, that's something that we're not going to talk about at this point. Um, I talked to Lamar today, as I said. And our focus right now is really to get a long-term deal done. That's our singular focus at this point. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take great communication, give and take. But I'm confident that we'll be on the right path to get that done. In, in eight months, when you start the season, the 2023 season, uh, is Lamar Jackson, will he be your starting quarterback? Yeah, I don't see any reason why I won't be Jamison. Mm. We talked about this before. One of the most effective ways of communicating with the oh, media, yeah. say our yeah. name. Use those, it, use it, those it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice little touch. Eric DeCoste is a pro. Oh, it's so, dis nice little touch. It's so disarming. Same fly, by the way. Same fly. I've been in here for like three days. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. That's okay. I was wondering what was going on. I saw it, though. It's, a, it's aggravating. Listen, let me tell you something. Yeah, man. Sidebar. If a fly is in the room, I can't function. Like, I have to kill it at is that all right? costs. I, I cannot function. I can't just coexist with a fly. Like I have to like stop what I'm doing. So honestly, if you unmike hey. hook right now and kill this fly, I wouldn't be mad at you. And I and I would, uh, I would hey, take like a dish rag and just pop that son bitch. Like I just, just, pop, just give I mean? me an opportunity. Anyway, yeah, all I listen, need is an opportunity. I'm like, but I'm you're like, right. I'm like you Daniel some. I'm, I'm like Daniel something catching flies too. But anyway, it is there very disarming. It is, it is. It is very. Um, it's effective. When it comes to managing us, so having said that, I'll ask you this. I'll ask you a question this way, Mike. How effective was the organization's messaging yesterday when it comes to this negotiation with Lamar Jackson? Ooh, I think I think highly messaging. I think messaging. That's what I was thinking. I'm, it's so interesting that you would use that word too, because as as I was listening to them. I thought, wow, they really sat down together. I'm talking about John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta. They really sat down and they knew what was coming and they had a they had a clear message that they wanted to get out and they agreed on it and they executed it well. Now, messaging is 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 an A plus. Execution, who, who knows? But I'll tell you the most effective, you know, I, I love DaCosta. Uh, homeboy right around here from Taunton, Massachusetts. Uh, good dude. Really enjoyed talking to him. But the most effective technique, the rhetorical technique was from John Harbaugh. I don't know if he did it on purpose. He's going on and on. He was like, yeah, Lamar. Hey, we want him here. And Eric wants him here. And Lamar wants to, wants be, to here. be here. He said yeah. emphatically. Yeah. Underline yeah. that italics right. bold right. Lamar right. wants to be here then so to right. hear that emphasis Mike and then to hear DaCosta say we talked he said multiple times hey we talked earlier today and we have a great relationship yeah. if you're a Ravens fan you sit there and you listen to that if you did based on that conversation on that press conference you feel like okay we're in good hands Lamar's going to be here can they pull it off I don't know what'd you think well well listen it's ultimately up to them whether Lamar is there. Now, I know there is precedent. We just saw it with a certain quarterback in Cleveland. 
for deciding I don't want to be here anymore. Trade me. That quarterback had just signed a contract. Deshaun Watson had just signed a contract and was like, nope, get me up out of Dodge. Sat, and then obviously there was a huge uh, change in the story when it, before his departure from Houston. But originally he sat because he did not want to play in Houston anymore. Um, so could Lamar take a hard stance if he doesn't get the deal he wants and say, you know what? Tag me all you want. I'm not coming to play for y'all anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm offended. He could. He could. But ultimately, the Ravens can decide whether or not they want to slap him with the exclusive franchise tag and nobody can negotiate with him or the non-exclusive franchise tag and open himself up for a negotiation from another team that if they, if they sign at a, if another team signs Lamar, they owe him two first round picks or more traditionally what happens is the teams get together and negotiate compensation. It, it rarely defaults right. to two first rounders. Usually there's some kind of negotiation that takes place. So having said that, um, we talked about this the other day. Not only do I not think the Ravens are silly enough to let a Lamar Jackson walk out the door and then hope that they can find another Lamar Jackson. I don't think that that's how they got to be one of the preeminent organizations in the sport. I think the key word here is relationship. First of all, when it comes to relationships, especially long-term relationships, you're not always going to agree. Okay, that's number one. Mm. Um, number two, if you stay together long enough, you're most definitely not going to always see eye to eye, especially when there's an inflection point in that relationship. And that one right now mm. is a long-term contract where there's a difference of opinion. But so what take you come your time. Back to take though, your time. But, take but your what time. you come back Tell to though, is the relationship. And yeah. there's like what's unusual is we're going by Lamar Jackson's Instagram stories or his or, or his subtweets or his posts or what he likes on Twitter or whatever because he doesn't have an agent who, going back to where this conversation started, can manipulate the messaging with the media. Okay, right. So right. we're left to, you know, deduce from context clues. What's the state of these negotiations? What's being reported? What the Ravens decide to leak this that and the third. But ultimately, like they're talking. It's not as though Lamar Jackson is, is leaving them on red. It's not as though Lamar Jackson and, is declining their calls. Like they're talking. And, they're spending time with one another. Yes. Well, I just want to just check. You think it would be crazy for them to just walk away from this this asset because you believe Lamar Jackson just for just just for conversation is probably a top 10 quarterback, right? <laughs> we'll get to that, <laughs> but I, 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 we'll you know, get to but that. But you do but no, but you do but, though, right? Well, but, but, here, but I mean, you're saying all these you're saying all these great things about him. He's got to be, you know, a highly well, regarded. Well, you know what? Well, let's 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 you know what? Let's go with that. Saying all these great things about him. It's a great player. He's theirs is what I'm getting at. He's there. Okay. Their entire offense, the offensive line, the emphasis on tight ends, the running game, up until this point, the scheme, and I don't think that's going to change, and I'll get to that in a second. The scheme, all of those things have been tailored to Lamar Jackson. He's theirs. They know him. They know his strengths. They know his weaknesses. It's hard to express those weaknesses when there's not an intermediary in the form of an agent. So you can't tell him, right. hey, Lamar, you haven't been that good in the playoffs. Hey, Lamar, you know, you got some work to do when it comes to being a passer. You can't tell him that to his face because there's a relationship that has to continue to be managed, right? And so yeah. then 
on the flip side, if you're Lamar Jackson, the conversation was always about, well, the style of play, he may get hurt. Well, he got hurt, and guess what? They cratered without him. They couldn't score. They couldn't have. They couldn't manage an offense without him. So, for both parties, what I'm getting at, let me land this plane as quickly as I can, so we can bring Rita back. For both parties, the grass ain't always greener on the other side. And we just showed the post that he showed a couple that he posted a couple of days ago with the cryptic messaging. He's posted a lot of stuff since then in, in a Ravens uniform. So let's not read too much into that either way. Ultimately, though, the grass ain't green on the other side for either one of them. The Ravens trying to find another one. Good luck with that. Yeah, Lamar looking at another situation and seeing, okay, maybe they give you a guaranteed contract the Ravens won't. And that's important. Don't get me wrong. But will another team have the infrastructure as an organization to good point uh, supplement Great point. Great compliment, highlight support your very yeah. unique skill set? Have they have they done that? Will they do that to the level of effectiveness that the Ravens have to this point or I'll just say it plainly. Do they have their shit together? Like I, again, right. I'm not like it's one of the best organizations in the league for a reason. So it's like you can go somewhere else and then subject yourself to a level of dysfunction that you don't deal with and, in Baltimore. So I think and both that's parties, why, but see, finances but aside, see, are incentivized to continue this relationship. But that's I would say Lamar, and, and very very quickly, I'll say this because I want to hear uh, Rita on this too. Um, I'd say Lamar is more incentivized to do it than the Ravens because the Ravens know something that Lamar doesn't. The Ravens know that they're one of the best franchises in football. Lamar doesn't necessarily know that. I mean, he doesn't know that definitively. Maybe he knows it anecdotally, talking to some friends of his on other teams or people who have come to the Ravens from other teams. Hey, man, this is not normal. Like, the way it happens here doesn't happen that way uh, in, you know, Arizona, if I can pick on a franchise. Uh, doesn't happen this way in Cleveland to pick on another one. So the Ravens know who they are and the Ravens know if they were to move on from Lamar, that it would be a haul coming back. Mike, as you outlined beautifully, if they have to move on from him, they're going to get a pretty uh, substantial package coming back to Baltimore. And who, who's to say they won't be another Seattle where Seattle got a lot for Russell Wilson and that guy, yeah. Gino, played like, not is, but played like a top 10 quarterback in football last year. So uh, I, I think the pressure, believe it or not, I think there's more pressure on Lamar than, than there is on the Ravens. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know. About I know that. you don't. I, 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 know I, you I don't. trust the Ravens as talent evaluators. I think it's mutual. And, I, and if I had to pick one, I'd say there's more pressure on the Ravens to get it done because Lamar Jackson, first of all, Lamar is one of one. Franchise quarterbacks are rare. Either you got one or you're looking for mm. one. And so Lamar, don't get me wrong, he's going to be good wherever he goes. But okay. will okay. he be as good or will he be surrounded by the same level of, of, of stability? I'm just writing this down. As he is in Baltimore. I'm just writing it down. But I'm just Baltimore, writing. on the other hand, like, you got it. You were fortunate to get him at 32 because the Wizard of Oz, you know, let's let the draft come to him. With yeah. that said, let's welcome back uh, the NFL chick. Enough from us. Um, she is the resident expert on all things Baltimore Ravens. I'll ask you the same question I asked Michael off top, Rita. How effective was the messaging from 
John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta yesterday, and you take it wherever you want to go from there. I mean, I thought the messaging overall was really well, um, more so from Harbaugh than it was from from EDC. And I'm not saying that EDC didn't say anything that was out that was crazy, but like he made a couple of comments here and there about well, it takes two to tango, and you know all that other stuff. Right. But Harbaugh, I mean, he was very like the Mar works hard. He he wants to be here. It, you know, when it comes to the offensive coordinator situation, we're going to let Lamar have impact on that. And and that's a thing a lot for a guy who is yet to be resigned by the team. So you can tell that Harbaugh really wants this to work. And I, not that I don't think Eric doesn't either. I, I absolutely think that he does. But he also made a comment that you know Lamar, the human being, which you know he he loves Lamar and and the quarterback is different from the Lamar, the agent, because we know that Lamar is representing himself. So, you know, th- there was some talk there that, that was technical, but I do think that they really want to make things work. And I heard you guys talking about, you know, who has more pressure. I mean, it's an equal type of pressure. I agree. The grass is not green on the other side, on either side of this. You know, Lamar can go to another organization and it not be structurally sound. Or the Ravens could go to another quarterback and it might not pan out. I mean, those are the possibilities if you decide to move on. And my thing is, is that, you know, I don't know what it is with the Ravens organization because we talked about this one time, the last time I was on here about they did this with Joe Flacco. But you have to find a way to get with the times. Quarterbacks are not going to be cheap, particularly really good ones. Uh, franchise quarterbacks don't necessarily come a dime a dozen. So you really have to find a way to make this work because you, you can't just think you can continue to just get good quarterbacks, not great ones, and think that you're going to compete in a division that potentially will have Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, and depending on how Kenny Pickett works out, that that quarterback. So, you know, I, I really do hope that they find a way to make it. Is, do you think he, you, you said good quarterbacks, not great ones uh, for the Ravens? What what could be in their future if they don't have Lamar Jackson there? That's presuming, and if I'm if I'm getting it wrong, correct me, that you are calling Lamar Jackson a great quarter. You think he is a great quarterback right now? I mean, to me, he is. I, I, I've never I've seen one other dude outside of Lamar get a unanimous MVP, and that's Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback that I've seen you know, in my lifetime. And I've seen, I'm old enough to have seen some Joe Montana's and Dan Marino's and such. So, I mean, I think that that Lamar can absolutely be great. Does he struggle to be consistent sometimes? Sure. But also look at the personnel that he has as well. So I feel like if, if the Ravens are consistently trying to upgrade the wide receiver position, Lamar would be a much I think we would talk more about him strongly being a top 10. I think he's a top 10 quarterback, but I see how people can debatable. I think it's because of the personnel more so than it is Lamar, though, that we're not having that conversation. I I think the personnel is like their strength is in the line, the running game and the tight ends. Correct. Because the way their offense has now that brings me to the question about the offensive coordinator. It's the last thing before we let you go. Um, So they moved on from Greg Roman. There's a guy who uh, he's from DC, but that's not why you hire him. It's from DC uh, who, who just got, who just made the fall guy in Tampa when two years ago, uh, they won the Super Bowl with his offense. Uh, yes. The quarterback whisperer for whom he worked said 
it ain't about me and Tom Brady. It's about Byron Left. Yes. Yeah. Coaching candidate. I don't think he forgot to coach um, in the last year. He's available and real quick. Let me preach for a second. Listen, this is the best thing ever happened to Byron Leftwich. Because you know what? There was nothing else. When all is said and done, in more the words of Daryl Dawkins, as quoted by Giants, when all is said and done, there's nothing left to say or do. There was absolutely nothing else for him to do with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. He already won the Super Bowl, was never going to fully get the credit. See, Byron Leftwich wasn't going to get the kind of credit for Tom Brady that, oh, I don't know, Josh McDaniels or Bill O'Brien did. Okay? Oh, teach. What would teach, be great yeah. for Byron Leftwich is go take Lamar Jackson to the next level. Go take Lamar. So this was a setback for a setup. That's all, this was a step back to be a stepping stone. I don't know who okay. needs to hear that. What do you think about a, a Byron Leftwich as Greg Roman's replacement uh, as OC in Baltimore? Um, I like him. I have some other guys in mind. Amen. I, I, I look at Amen off of that. I got some other guys. I got some other guys in place. I, I, can I give you another brother that I would be interested That's in? It. But from well, another Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell, who was already there. No, I'm a bigger fan Caldwell's of. Johnson, uh, quarterback coach for oh, yeah, Philly. Yeah, I don't know. He's done amazing work with Jalen Hurts. But unfortunately for me, I'm a Gators fan, also, and so he was the offensive coordinator for Florida um, the year that they had Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. And um, you know, I don't think that Kyle Trask is a, a great athlete, but I saw what he did with Kyle Pitts. I see what they're doing now with Jalen Hurts. Um, and I think that he would be, that's my guy. I mean, he runs RPOs. He's going to have some pro-style offense in I there. Like that. I, I think like that, that he would be a really good fit for what the Baltimore Ravens want to do because they, they're never going to not want to run the football. That's never not going to happen. So, But I do think that right. he opens the passing game, um, and that and that will be my guy. But I do like Byron Leftwich. I don't want to say that. No, I don't wanna, but that's a good call. I tweeted that, that he can bring him and Mike Evans with him somehow via trade. I would, hey, give it to me all day. But if not, I, I would really love to see Brian Johnson get an opportunity because I think it's it's his time. I like it. Hey, okay. it's been a good time as always talking with you, Rita. Thank you so much for the knowledge. We appreciate you. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll probably holler at you next week. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Take it easy. All right, Rita. Enjoy football this weekend. Enjoy watching yeah. Dallas. Teats and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Deets and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you throw three interceptions, especially in the first half, if it's if, or four four interceptions, especially if it's in the first half, um, if, if, if it's your fault or not, uh, that kind of can see, seep into your mind of how man, like what decisions am I going to make going forward? Do I protect it or do I stay aggressive? Uh, but he he battled through, man. That that's a true test of a competitor, man. That whenever stuff's not going your way, uh, to still pull your team to find a way to win. Um, and he's done it at every level, high school, college, and now in the NFL, he's he's taken that team and they've turned it around fast. Um, so he's a great competitor, man, and we understand it'll be a great challenge. Lawrence uh, celebrated his first playoff win at Waffle House, which is pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did you celebrate your first playoff win? I can't remember exactly. I'm sure I was, I was saying to Brad, I'm sure there was a couple Coors Lights that were, were drinking. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't get Waffle House, man. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a baller move, man. Uh, and so uh, maybe uh, if, we, if we win this one, I'll think of somewhere to go that, that can match that. All right, that's Patrick Mahomes talking about his counterpart, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I want to kill a couple of birds with one stone here. I want to get a, get your picks for the. We talked a lot about one NFC division in the game. I want to get your picks for the others and the rest yeah. of the AFC. Um, I got the Chiefs advancing over the Jaguars. Me too. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you Agreed. know I'm rolling with Joe Burrow. You know I'm rolling with Joe Burrow. Uh, Me too. Okay. Oh, okay. You're on hey, that listen, man. You can't, you can't hey, bring yourself no, to no, Buffalo. Listen. Okay. No, no, it's growth. Okay. No, it's growth. No, no, it's just growth. Because last year, I, I've come so far with the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, at, the lesson I learned quickly is, you know, you have a, you have, um, you, you're, you're, you're typecast. You got a certain story until you don't anymore. That's just what happens in the NFL. You have right. that story. Right. Then you do until one you thing don't. to change it. And now that's not your right. story. So the Cincinnati right. Bengals were all the things I said they were. And what did they do last year? They go out and they, they win. So uh, they win a few playoff games and that's no longer their story. So we're so on I the believe. same page there. NFC, you got the Cowboys. I got the 49ers. Yes. Don't ask me why. I got no, Don't. I got no next level analysis. Come on. I got the Come Giants. Come on. No, you're taking the Giants. No, the dude. last NFC East team standing will be the New York football Giants. Uh, that yes, that Giants. is okay. That Giants. might be the craziest take of the day. That may be the craziest take of the day. Why? All right. I guess Why? I, because yeah, I got the Giants. Because I got the Giants. This is I just, what hap- I just I'm telling you. This is what happens. Got a feeling. This is what happens. Okay. Feelings are great. So we love feelings. Game. I acknowledge. I, I see you. Game. I acknowledge your feelings. <laughs> I see you. You're yeah, seen. Yeah. Uh, but what happens is when those teams are unseen, those number one seeds, wild card weekend every year. That number one seed is to sit back chilling. People are like, you know what? Oh, they yeah, ain't but, that good. Okay, but sometimes that number one seed is chilling while that other team is playing, and that you know M word kind of comes into play. Listen, I, yeah, I, I, I got the Giants. I got the Giants. Um, okay, okay. All right, all right. Uh, with the time we have left, it is yes. Friday. I haven't talked to Nat Please. in a while on camera. That is, uh, we yeah. haven't heard from the people in a while via the comment section. Uh, so let's hear from the people 
uh, before we go into the weekend um, with our girl uh, Natalie, uh, our BFA correspondent, apparently out here getting press credentials and whatnot. Uh, uh, cre press, games. press credentials. Yeah, probably Got getting the, the scoop. Fresh, to get like oh, look, just just yeah, came, get, just came getting out the scoop. Did you get the scoop from the Warriors? <laughs> and they were doing some, they did some different things in that game last night. I'm sure you got the scoop from uh, some of the players and Steve Kirk. Actually, the Warriors, they were pretty, I'm just basing it on their actions, were pretty upset about that loss. So none of the players came to do post games. Everything was in the locker room. Um, except for Steve mm. Kerr. So I didn't get much. I went to the winning team, the Celtics, and I got some stuff from them. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Like, go, right. go. Be, yeah. Yeah. Be, you'll be taking Vinny Goodwill's spot before you know it. Go, <laughs> That's go, right. Make some contacts in different locker rooms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. What are, the, what are the people saying? Hit us with the comments. What you got? Yes. Yeah, so we had a conversation about um, Byron Leftwich yesterday in terms of him, you know, uh, being a scapegoat. Um, when he was terminated, scapegoated. And a lot of the conversation between Michael and Jim was about it, like Tom Brady having a poor season. And so when he wins, it's all about Tom Brady. When he loses, then someone, you know, a coach gets fired. And generally speaking, I would say a lot of our viewers agreed with that position. But there was one viewer who said, um, I think he's being scapegoated, but it's for the coach, the head coach, not for uh a Tom Brady. Uh, so curious what you guys think about that. That's an interesting thought. I mean, you know, if, if uh, I mean, it's the offense is struggling and Todd Bowles' area is supposed to be defense. Uh, right. You're not going to yeah, fire the quarterback if you can help it. So, yeah, I, I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, the, the coach probably had some say in the matter, we think. Um, Maybe. If it's to, if it's to keep Tom Brady, um, then, you know, Brady probably made it known, or it was no secret that Brady wanted to see some change. I think, I think it could be multiple things. I think it was probably a collective yeah, decision. True. What I do know well is said. that it is not always a reflection of that individual. Just, just as it wasn't all Byron Leftwich's fault, he, I'm sure he had his hand in him under, underperforming. I don't think Byron Leftwich forgot how to coach, nor do I think he was along for the ride the last couple of years when things were going well. So I think, I mean, listen, he ain't the first or the last good coach to be fired. A lot of good coaches have been fired because, you know, failure demands accountability. Especially, so, especially uh, this offseason. They put it on him. Yeah, and he'll, he'll end up somewhere else and he'll end up on his feet and he'll More be a head coach still. What else you got? Yeah, um, so HBCU's big topic continues to just, you know, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Um, our favorite, Dr. Jason as I like to call him, came on yesterday, riled everyone up as he loves to do. But, you know, he called out Ed Reed and said, you know, his comments were dangerous and gave really thorough explanations as to why. Um, and as everyone may know, Ed Reed's recent comments that he had to apologize for, he was being very critical um, of Bethune-Cookman, who he was recently hired for to coach there. So it's interesting. Uh, YouTube really seemed to think that we had an issue just you know, that Ed Reed was right. And at some point we got to call things out and there should be accountability. So YouTube didn't really seem to agree our viewers who, you know, look at the show on YouTube with Dr. Jason, but Instagram really agreed with him. And they said, you know, listen, this was irresponsible and like, yeah, there are some issues, but there was a different way to handle this. So two different viewpoints.
Interesting. Interesting. Uh, it, maybe it's different audiences. We got to do a deep dive on that. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Yeah. We, got about a, we got about a minute I, left. We got to take our last break. Do you have anything else, Natalie? Any other comments? Deep you want? dive. Yeah. Deep dive is the right word. Deep is the right phrase. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so very quickly, we had a debate about who's the face of the NBA, and then we took a we took a poll. That also got a little spicy. But so the poll, LeBron is leading the poll, which I know that most people would probably expect that to be. But he doesn't have a majority. He has 44%, I believe it is. And then (laughs) um, it's about like 20. uh, I can't see from here that well, but it's about... But it's split between co-faces. Yeah, so it's split between Steph this? and co-faces, and that's about like forty-nine yeah. percent, and then seven percent are unsure. So we had a really great comment. Can I throw that's, something out? Yeah, that's my first time seeing that. What if LeBron is the voice of the NBA and Steph is the face of the NBA? Oh, okay. How about that? I like that. How about that? That's pretty good. And that's, now, uh, that's I think there are multiple faces Prince. and multiple voices, but I think it's those two primarily. That's Prince Stevie Wonder stuff right there. That's (laughs) Prince Stevie. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. All right, man, have a good weekend. Um, we out of time, so let's yeah, you do a too. little bonus content post-show. I want, I want to hear this. Uh, oh, you want to? This top 10 quarterback time? list that doesn't include Tom Brady. And uh, if you want to check that out, like with all of our stuff, check it out on the Brother from Another YouTube page. Subscribe, like it, share it, uh, comment. Whatever you see fit, but we're gonna do some more it's stuff be fun. after we're we off the air. I'll see you. Mo- I'll see you Monday. I think I'm, I might come. Oh yeah. Teets and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.